on 2SM and the Super Network. High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Up before the sun with a can of worms running with my friend. Scurrying down the riverbank, taking our positions on the bridge. Hoping for that red fin, one pound to put in Mama's fridge. Where the wobbler and the dragonfly knew us like they knew the river bend. But as sure as yabbies bite your toes, this boyhood story had to end. And a very good morning, everybody. Welcome to your Sunday morning. It is six minutes after four, heading for a tops of around about the mid-twenties up and down the east coast of Australia. Southwesterly winds about 10 knots, tending southerly 10 to 15 knots in the morning, then tending southeasterly 15 to 20 knots in the middle of the day. Seas below 0.5 of a metre, a 90% chance of rain. There is still a strong wind warning current for the Byron Coast, and Kieran's going to tell you in a few moments time. It was blowing a gale up at Maroochydore yesterday currently up there. Got about 23 knots off the coast. A little bit uh, little bit calmer as you come down the coast. About uh, 8 knots off Sydney at the moment. And if you go up about as high as just north of Newcastle, it starts to increase steadily as they as you head towards Brisbane. Speaking of, Kieran Ricky, good morning sir. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks Graham. Hope everybody that's listening is quite well. And uh, I'd like to just mention that we won't be on air on Tuesday. So today I would like to uh, just honour the Anzacs and all those that have returned, the vets and so forth, those that went to Korea. I don't think there's many left that was in the First World War, but if you are, if you're out there, I hope you can land a big fish. Yeah, we'll pay a, a bit of a tribute towards the end of the uh, program too. I've got a special song lined up uh, by a friend of mine um, that uh, we can play out with today to uh, pay homage to them. Heading for a low tide today of 0.45 of a metre at 4.35. The high will be at 10.34. That's going to be 1.37 of a metre and another low at around uh, 1,600. Four minutes past six at 0.63 of a metre and the following high will be at 22.38 of 1.8 metres. I wonder, we should ring Blakey at 4am in the morning the day after uh, Hawkesbury Cup day and find out how his head's going. It would have been a big day out there. Fortunately, Kieran, I can report to you because we spoke yesterday morning, the rain did back off. That did back off, and a couple of photos that I've seen from Hawkesbury yesterday didn't look too bad, so uh, perhaps they had a good day, although one friend uh, posted that uh, he's responsible for quite a few horses ending up uh, not not taking out a victory, and I can understand that. Yeah, look, I, I watched the races yesterday, and uh, the track looked good. The weather looked okay. It wasn't a lovely sunny day, but the girls all seem to uh, participate and uh, enjoy the day. It was funny. So, I... uh, we chipped a couple of winners yesterday, so... 
I was asking a, a couple of race callers the the strangest things that they've ever seen on on track, and you know, one of the the great folk stories of horse racing is the story of Les Boots, who had uh, thirty uh, thirty eight race starts for forty one falls, right? And I was asking all the the different race callers what they what they felt. Um, was the strangest or funniest thing that they've seen on track. And they all refer to um, Melbourne Cup days and big carnival days where women go and spend, you know, $2,000 on a dress, you know, $600 getting their hair done. And by race eight, they've got the dress on the ground. They're sliding around in the mud, you know, all those sorts of things. And we see that so often, don't we? Uh, Look, especially when the uh, golden slipper was on, I remember that. You know, as you know, when we're a KY, we're always at the racetracks. Yeah. Broadcasting from the racetracks, not, not they're just a punt, but you know, they're officially. And uh, yes. The girls really get into it and have a great time. And yeah, deservedly um, so. I remember those days. It was always strange getting out to the racetrack at 4 a.m. in the morning and us and the curators were the only ones there. <laughs> but it was a great excuse. To, oh, sorry, Dale. I have to go to the races today. It's part of my job. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> it works every time, right, Kieran? <laughs> We might. Oh, dear, it was a lot of fun. Oh, it certainly was. Might take a break at 11 minutes after four. When we come back, we'll take a look at some fish reports. Talking sport has Sydney talking. Hello, boy. Come oh, hang on a sec. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the smoke had gone upstairs, you know, and uh, yeah. when he got to my son's bedroom, got all St. George stuff up there, yeah. and um, he looks at the stuff, he turns around, he was with another guy, and he goes, you're John. I oh, it was just so funny. You know, my wife goes, oh, my God. Your show's popular, boy. Infamous. <laughs> you're famous, mate. Weekdays from three. After you to be my MC at my wedding, Dolphin right. Alsovania. Right. Are you interested? Well, I, 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 I can't I can't answer anything I don't have, Al. Look, as, uh, as Graham's representative, you'll need to put all of that in writing. <laughs> talking sport has Sydney talking. How close is this rugby league competition going to be this year? I'm just enthralled by it, actually. I mean, who would have thought that the Warriors and the Dolphins would start the way they did? It's bizarre. The way the comp is, it's just unbelievable, you know? Talking sport, weekdays from three. You don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Apart from its immaculate 18-hole-par 72 championship layout, Twin Creeks boasts superb catering facilities inside their luxurious, beautifully appointed clubhouse. The perfect destination for that challenging game of golf and the ideal venue for corporate golf days and any kind of group function or special event. Find out more at TwinCreeksGolf.com.au or call Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club on 96708888. If you're involved in the recovery phase following the recent devastating floods, be at the Floodplain Management Australia National Conference. Floodplain Management Australia is a not-for-profit association with a network of practitioners who seek to share their knowledge in reducing the impact of flooding. Be at Sydney's Lunar Park Conference Centre from May 23rd to 26th. You go to floodplainconference.com or you can phone 02 66 With more and more people preferring to shop online these days, a new website from List Designs can help you harness the potential of these customers. List Designs will create a website that's affordable, functional and looks fantastic. Mention 2SM and get a new HTML or WordPress 10-page website tailor-made for your specific requirements from just $600. Go to LIS 
designs.com.au or call List Designs on 0404042492. For over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more. Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au or head to your nearest dealer to learn more. News, sport, talk. 2SM 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 14 minutes after four here on High Tide, wherever you are in our broadcasting area. I hope you're having a wonderful morning so far. Lismore currently 15, heading for a top of 24, mostly cloudy. Newcastle 18 to 24, partly cloudy there. The Gold Coast 18 to 25. And as Kieran has reported, a bit of wind about. Hey, Kieran, we're going to be catching up with the complete angler a little bit later on in the morning, but they have reported that uh, Sydney Harbour has been fishing just absolutely awesome throughout this autumn. Benito kingfish and salmon are all on the push, are well upstream in the Parramatta River, so no excuse to not get out there, even uh, even if it does get a bit blowy a little bit later on. How are you, and where do you think we should be going today, sir? Oh, today I would look at uh, Middle Harbour. Mm-hmm. And on the opposite side, I would fish from Rose Bay through to Vaucluse. That's east of the bridge. Um, the west of the bridge, I'd come back up around Balmain, mouth and up the, the mouth of Lane Cove, probably up the Lane Cove to the road bridge, Blazeville, and then up around the ride beer. Uh, Ride Bridge and Cabarita. Well, see, that makes sense because the complete angler have said that there are large schools of baby whitebait making their way up the river system, which is bringing some of the pelagic fish uh, venturing upstream. So, um, as you say, all around that that area, uh, the Gladesville Bridge all fishing pretty well at the moment as well. So um, there's plenty about still, but for how much longer? (laughs) Oh, Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? That, that's, a, that's a million dollar question. Well, just take it. Uh, uh, only because, look, there's a chance humans can work out or sort of get an idea of what another human is going to do. Yeah. But to work out what a fish is going to do is a little difficult. We do have uh, an understanding of how they move the various tides. Now the mother are gathering, the brim are gathering up into big schools to head out to see them to breed, you know? Yeah. Um, so over a period of time, you get all that understanding. The old fishermen and current fishermen, like hardcore fishermen like Peter Johnson. Yeah. Or there's Pete for an example. Like they record everything that that's happened on the day, what the, what the weather was, what the tides were doing, what the current was doing. Um, year after year after year. You know, they have it all down. They can tell you all those things. Yeah. Like back in 19... Oh, well, 
well, feet can't go back to 1950, but but various people can, you know? And, and they've got all this compiled so they have a pretty fair idea what they what the fish are going to be doing. Like when, when the rain comes and the water gets murky, then you know that it's going to be a good run of chew fish. You know, now where would I go and fish for the chew fish? They're going to come out from deep hole. Yeah. Right? So <clears throat> what's going to be my better best bait? Well, squid's usually a good bait for them. Worms are a good bait. Um, then you've got the various people like uh, Greg Reed, who will tell you various uh, what type of soft plastic or hard body lure that he fishes with and recommends. Yeah. So, and I think the way uh, lures are gone has helped a lot of uh, ladies get into the sport because they're not handling, like, live live bait and dead bait, so they're not got it all over their hands and fingernails and that. I, I get what you... I get what you're saying uh, with that, and I, I don't necessarily disagree, but some of the ladies I know that go fishing leave me for dead in that department. I get a little bit funny sometimes, especially when, you know, two days later you can still smell uh, the bait on your hands no matter how much you wash them. They seem to be a little bit more hardcore. It's interesting to note, though, Karen, because of the large broadcasting area that we've got here on the Super Radio Network, in Sydney at the moment, offshore, you've got 1.5 of a metre with a nine-second period, but just from south of Coffs Harbour, making your way up, you're looking at 2.6, 2.8. Um, you know, uh, this is this is waves coming in from the south uh, east, and about eight second period uh, in there as well, and that's uh, more or less against current. So, depending on where you are, we're encouraging people to get out and enjoy today, <laughs> basically south of Coffs Harbour. But the further north you head, the, the sketchier it looks. So, it might be a day for an estuary of fishing from. Coffs Harbour up. Yeah, look, it, it would be. Yeah. And Coffs Harbour was fishing very well. Like, before Tuggins, Coffs Harbour had been good. But, like, everybody wants to, at some stage, challenge to catch a real big fish. And that's why they like to go and catch a marlin. Right? And there's been plenty of marlin offshore in the blues, the blacks, and stripes. There's been plenty of dolphin fish caught around the traps. Uh, the mackerel are out there, the Spanish and the spotted, you know? Yeah. There's been a good run of snapper in close in 14 metres and out there in up to 60 metres. And out in that mark, anywhere between 40 to 60 metres, you're going to pick up pearl perch and cobia. You know, so uh, it's fishing good there. Beaches are good up there. You can fish around the island up there, the lighthouse, the kingies are there, the, the wahoo are up there around the island. There's plenty of bait. Why there's plenty of bait, plenty of fish, plenty of sharks. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> and there's heaps and the of those at the moment. The rivers up there, the mangrove jacks are running. You still get the bread and butter like the brim, the flatter, the whiting, they're still available. Some trevally is about. And if you want to fish upstream in the rivers, uh, which would be nice and safe, and I paddle up there, uh, you can get a good run of bass. You get up in the 
up into the hills and the rivers up there, well, you'll pick up some good trout. There you are. Nice. That's for, that's for Coffs Harbour and yeah. surrounding areas there. It's a, it's a great part of the world too, Coffs Harbour. I went up there a couple of years ago and stayed a couple of weeks just to just to hang out and you know recharge the batteries. I love it up there. The people are friendly. The good accommodation that's quite affordable. Um, the pub grub is is just second to none. So not a bad place to go uh, and pop in for a, a bit of a, a visit. So many people just drive through there, you know, Kieran, and that's the sad part because well, well it's a good part for for those that that know about it and want to stay there uh, because it's quieter but um, well worth stopping by uh, and you know hanging out for a couple of days a good part of the world well you if you're a fisher folk, a fisherman or a fisher person when you're going through in the middle of the town at 144 um, you can pull up there at Moe's bait and tackle shop you know it's massive it's called Fishing Tackle Australia yeah it's right there on the Pacific Highway but if you get heading down <clears throat> just as you're going into the town, you make a right-hand turn and go east, it'll take you right down past the racetrack. And the racetrack's off to your right. It's going straight ahead. There's a good hotel down there on the corner, plenty of good accommodation down there, and you're right on the wharf. Right, you're at the marina and at the harbour. You've got the beautiful big, long beach north and south. Uh, up on the hill, you're right, used to be the club. It used to be the Fisherman's Club. And it's now a restaurant. But it's very, very good. But all up and down that street you talk about, you, you won't have any too much trouble trying to get breakfast. There are so many coffee shops there, all serving uh, yeah, reasonable correct. sort of grub at, at, at fair sort of prices too. So... Uh, yeah, well worth having a look. There's so many places like that up and down the, the New South Wales and Queensland coast, and uh, we'll try and point a few of those out to everybody as we, we go along because they're great places to just go and chill out, do a little bit of fishing, enjoy the outdoors, especially with winter coming. I don't mind going to places in winter, even though it's a bit cooler. Uh, they tend to not have too many tourists up there. I know I'm a tourist anyway, but I don't like tourists hanging around. You know what I mean? But you think about it. You've got where um, PJ lives, Old Bar. Yep. Right? That, that's your great place. You've got Yurunga, where Melinda lives. Then you've got where Laurie lives, the Southwest Rocks. He wouldn't swap that for anything in the world. Yeah, tells you enough, doesn't you know, it? Yeah. And uh, I can't get my kids to swap. I can't get one of them to move out of the Byron Bay area. Uh, young Terry Ann, she just loves that up there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and there's so many places. Uh, Kingscliff, up near the border, uh, is a great spot to go. Well, we can talk some um, to. Paul Burt about that, you know? We're going, to, we're going to actually chat to Paul Burt. We've had a, a, an email come in. Uh, somebody would like to know, uh, get us to ask Paul, um, uh, squidding near Maroochydore, uh, where's a good place to go? And uh, where's a good place to wait out on the flats uh, for Flathead? So we'll, we'll give up. Paul, a bit of a knowledge test on that one a little bit later. Why don't we take a quick break and we'll grab Ross O'Brien and have a chat to him and find out what's happening a little bit further south. Kieran?
Okay. High tide, 25 after four. Talk tonight with Gary Stewart. Fox Corp and Fox News are fighting a $1.5 billion American dollar defamation lawsuit from Dominion Voting System over the network's coverage of false claims from ballot counter company rigged the 2020 presidential election. Soon in, they tried to settle out of court. That's why it's been delayed. The judge said last month it cannot use the same old free speech definitions or defence because the statements that the Fox Corporation aired were false. Well, that's what they do. They say the same thing over and over again. Soon your audience starts saying it. Yep. Then everyone starts saying it. And then they all start believing their own lies. Talk tonight with Gary Stewart. Anthony Albanese said the campaign should be above politics because it's about justice. It's about doing the right thing. It's about advancing reconciliation. That's why we're seeing so much momentum. Gary Stewart, weeknights from 8pm. Finance Easy understands that recent times may have been uncertain for business owners and they'll make it simple to get you finance at competitive rates. Finance Easy takes the hassle out of borrowing money, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. No more meetings with bank managers, no reams of paperwork, just a few clicks on the website. Visit financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian credit licence number 392182. Well, with its unique numbered framing system, PAL kit homes can be easily bolted together and require no special building or carpentry expertise at all. Now, PAL guarantees that their kit homes can be easily built by the owner-builder simply by following their detailed and customised instructions and plans. For more information, you can go to PAL kit homes. That's P-A-L kit homes.com.au. Or if you want to telephone them, 1-800-024-912. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento. Awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia. Movement that inspires. If you're looking to start a business, buying a franchise is an excellent option. And with all group franchises, you'll have ongoing support. The home services industry is experiencing rapid growth as people are too busy to maintain their homes. All group franchises offers a range of home services franchise options, including lawns and gardens, and you'll be trained in every aspect. Visit allgroupfranchises.com.au or call 0429 691 413. That's 0429 691 413. Two SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on Two SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Twenty-eight minutes after four here on High Tide. Grant Boyden and Kieran Ricky with you this morning. No, Alan Blakey is off recovering after a big day at the races yesterday in the broadcasting area. Young and, and Tamworth all sitting on nine degrees, along with Inverell at the moment heading for tops of the low twenties. Gunnedah twelve up to twenty-four. Tari a fourteen to twenty-two, and. At the moment in beautiful Kayama, it is 16 degrees Celsius. Ross O'Brien joining us online. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Is it around 16 degrees? Can you confirm? Um, my lens is telling me it isn't. Oh, what, do you, what, do you, what have you got? Uh, 
according to this, we've got 16, the same as you. But, yeah. um, mate, I reckon it's more like little um, breeze. It's very light, very light down west. Yeah. But it, feel, it uh, feels like it's coming off ice. So it's, I don't think we're up around the temperatures they're predicting either. Yeah, and the wind chill factor it's down really, there... really, really nippy, you know what I mean? Yeah, and the wind chill factor down there can be a bit of a thing too, Ross, because oh, yeah. uh, down past Nowra, all that range there, so if you get a southerly or a, uh, a southwesterly coming in, it all sort of... Uh, or south-easterly, I should say, it tends to sort of funnel and, and escalate in speed coming up the coast towards Kiama there because of the ranges. Yeah, well, that's right. We've got... Yeah, we're, we're a little corner on on the, the road up to the top and the road up to the top to Sydney, so uh, it does tend to stay cold in that area around uh, around the water. Yeah. Really Wollongong, right up to Wollongong. Yeah. It sort of eases off when you get up to the top of the mountain. But uh, they're, they're predicting a pretty reasonable day, I think. I um, I haven't got up real early this morning, but uh, I think it's a, pre- uh, what do you call it, a nice day predicted. They're saying um, a, a little bit of a chance of rain, but if it goes by yesterday, it, it wasn't. We had rain yesterday. It was quite heavy in the morning, but it sort of backed off a little bit as the day progressed. So, uh, probably what pretty much a case of uh, Groundhog Day, another day just like yeah. the other. Yeah, I think um, I think if I wanted to go fishing, I'd uh, definitely wait till the sun comes up and have a look at it. Yeah, I wouldn't rush down there at the moment. See, we've got. The forecast is um, 15 to 20 knots south southeasterly. Uh, the seas are down. They're, um, they are increasing to about midday to about 1.5 metres. Um, the swells east around 1 metre, increasing to 1.5 north of Point Perpendicular, so that's going to hit Kiama. And partly cloudy, 80% chance of showers. Now, the reason I'd say I know that's coming... It's because I've got a barbecue in the uh, front yard this morning. Oh, so it's your fault. Lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to persistently fall down, I reckon. So <laughs> listen, you pair. Yep. About now, should be about the bottom of the tide at Fort Denison, I would think. Right. Well, if, if you want to get down to the beach, the turn of the tide, um, she's coming back in. You've got two hours before and after that. So I don't know what time it's predicted for, mate. Well, you've got but, four minutes uh, before low tide, so you've got plenty. Of, if you're in Kiama, you've got plenty of time to get down there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Wait till the sun comes up. Um, that's if it comes up. If it's that cloudy, it won't come up, will it? There, yeah, I couldn't see too many stars on the way in uh, to work this morning. No rain, but there had been overnight because the roads were were still damp. So um, yeah. there's obviously going to be the odd scattered shower about. Looking at the radar at the moment, there's not a great deal to speak of uh, around our sort of area, a little bit off the coast up towards Terrigal. Um, just yeah. out of Terry Hills, a very small scattered shower. Down your way, it looks reasonably clear. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd be waiting till the sun comes up before I went and had a look. Um, you know, you've got the tide's perfect for looking when the sun comes up. It's going to be that two hours before, isn't it? Yeah. That'll be, it'll be, uh, ideal situation. 
get a nice fish in the morning before the family wake up and go home and throw a few clothes on the barbie, mate. And a few, be the deal. few scattered showers up your way too, Kieran. Yeah, um, that, you know, as we spoke yesterday, <clears throat> I don't know what the seas are going to be like today, but, the, you know, fishing up the rivers, the mangrove jacks have been good, the mud crabs have been good. You'll still find some brim about and some flathead. But, Ross, what, uh, what it's got me is, like, we're going to have a low tide, say, one, uh, 4.35. What, mm-hmm. what height is that? Uh, you got that there? Uh, I can't see it, mate. Uh, in Port Denison, it'll be 0.45 of a metre. What's high tide going to be? High tide will be 1.37, and that's at 10.34. Okay, that's good value. That's good value. 10.34? Did you say 10.34? Yes. Okay, so 10.34 minus 2 makes it uh, 8.44. So you don't have time to go to early mass and then uh, sit down to the... (laughs) Get down to the beach and do a bit of fishing, mate. Yeah. <coughs> Talk about that when I you go to go church, out on the boat. Pass the thing around the morning, in daylight. Um, there's no need to rush. I uh, I just wait for a bit of daylight, just see if that you know if that wind does pick up on the day on the on the uh, when the sun comes up, if it does. Um, but I can see stars and that out here, mate. I'll let the dog out and this. There's plenty of stars up there, so maybe that rain and that one appeared all this afternoon. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Well, unfortunately, if I went to if I went to mass, I I wouldn't have the time frame. I'd be spent so long in confession, Karen, that it, uh, I might miss the uh, bottom of the tide <laughs> at four thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> I think yeah. this is a complete revolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the guys that went out yesterday got some good fish, mate. Um, got some good snapper out on the 30. They got some good pig fish out there. And good old flathead. Um, seems to be repetitious, doesn't it? But um, the, the flathead just keep on giving. They're a gift that keeps giving, that's for sure. Um, there's a good photo on Fishing Illawarra on their website with uh, a gentleman that's been out, and there's a heap of... Uh, they laid out on the on the table. Um, yeah, so it's just a matter of you know if you're new to the area, I'd suggest Bombay Beach, etc. Um, you know, if you're in Kiama proper, uh, behind the rock pool there, it's a southwest, but it's very light, so you'd be all right there until the, if the wind does pick up. Um, Where are we going to get from there? Tomorrow. From the pool. Sorry, mate. What are we going to pick up from the pool? Snapper. Yeah, you get if you can get out of that sand um, bottom that I talk talk about, mate. It's right on the edge of a, a, a rocky area, um, right. and and the snapper seem to be hiding in there, and they'll come out if you've got nice fresh bait. But the flathead are there. Um, Occasionally you'll pick up the odd, um, uh, I can't even think of what they're called, mate, long fins. <laughs> long fins, um, you know. Long fins, yeah. 
you pick up a bit of uh, further stuff there, you know, uh, with a lure. Um, the best thing I've seen there is the balloon with a uh, tracer hanging down the bottom of it and some nice fresh bait. Either prawns, um, nippers if you want to go to Minamura and suck a few up. Um, they're, they're always good value wherever you go. People say the nippers don't work in the ocean. Like hell, they don't. They, um, I've caught some great fish off nippers, both on the boat and on the shore. But uh, obviously, Minamura's it's a prime bait up there. You'll get your Ludwig up the top on, on nippers. Yeah. People say Ludwig only take... Mate, when I was down around Narrawally, mate, they were taking everything. They'd take cigarette butts if you put it on there. So, uh, <laughs> hey, listen, with, it, with, the, yeah. with the light winds and the breeze like that this morning, you can yeah. fish on the lake. Yeah, yeah, that, that'll be good, buddy. They're fairly still on the, the big flathead on the lake. Um, I'm just looking in the thing here. He doesn't say what he used for bait, but um, there's some really nice-looking flathead there, mate, real nice. So that's worth having a look at just to see uh, what's coming out of the lake. Um, <laughs> this place, Jamie, he's asked, may I ask where the location is, please? <laughs> uh, guess what he got? Nothing. No answer? Nothing. <laughs> Fishermen are funny, aren't they? Uh, that's why I always talk fish in depth. Um, Let's <laughs> A lot of the old folks would say, if you say, where are you catching? Where are you catching the fish in the, in the ocean? Yeah. Up the river. Yeah. Particularly on the charter boat, mate, you'd be, you know, getting the customers off and they've all got good fish and a bloke will wander along and he'll say, where'd you catch them? I said, out on Five Finger Reef. He said, where's that? And I turned around and held my hand up and spread my fingers and said, out there. So, that was quite... Well, I'll uh, tell you, while you're talking about hands up and that, for, for those that have got the time, to pop out around the Five Islands down that way. Yeah, I haven't heard much going on out there, mate. Um, usually uh, I see a bit from the guys in, uh, in the harbour there, but um, I haven't heard of a great deal out there, but Having said that, um, a lot of people play their cards close to their chest, as you know. So um, I think they'd be, I think they'd be the same as us down here, mate. I think they'd be getting a good snapper. I think they'd be getting good flathead. Um, I don't know about the pigfish down there. Uh, there could be all sorts of stuff around the island at the moment. I'd, uh, that'd be worth a look, provided the swells down that's safe. Um, the other one would be the uh, Port Beach along the front there. That wouldn't be too bad. While it's light, but it's pretty good anywhere along the coast, actually. Um, and like I said, the guys that are going out seem to be getting good fish. But um, it's fishing, fishing, mate. You can go out Monday and clean up and go out the rest of the week and not get a carrot. So... This is why Grant mentioned earlier, and I said to him about people understanding fish 
sometimes humans can work out of what another human is doing. It's very hard to work out the fish. But those that fish regularly and have a notebook and record everything yeah. can tell you on this day back in 1960, this tide was doing this and the blackfish were running or the brim, the brim or the mullet had start to run early. There's a yeah. lot of people who carry the old notebook. Yeah, there's the charter operator is too big to fill out. Oh, they'd have to now, but they have to fill out a uh, report sheet, you know, um, what they caught and how big they were, et cetera, et cetera. Did you ever go um, back and reference those, Ross, from time to time? Oh, only if I'm taking the grandkids, mate. Um, I don't use it myself. Yeah. But if I'm taking the grandkids, I try to get them some good fish, so I'll, I'll have a look at that, mate. But Owen, Owen, the old Becky, he's just about got his boat ready. Um, he's, he's still got his pro license, so uh, he's just about got his boat. Um, his dad's a bit crook at the moment, so we're sort of looking after him. But he said once he gets that going, we'll, him and I go out in the nice calm days, you know, and uh, we'll get a few fish. He's still got his uh, license. That's his um, New South Wales fishing license, so... Um, I don't know what his restrictions are. I never asked him, but um, he'll most probably go out. I'll have a little flutter around. He'll check all his traps and stuff. So <clears throat> he'll be looking forward to that, actually, because uh, believe it or not, I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. Hey, Ross, thanks very much for your time this morning, and you have a great week. We'll look forward to catching up with you next weekend. Well, yeah, mate. Don't worry, guys. Thanks for that. A beautiful evening. Trust me. <laughs> Good luck with the barbecue. Oh, mate, yeah. Yeah, I will. <laughs> 17 minutes away from five here on High Tide. Hey, Gary, what time you call this? Yeah, the traffic was really bad. Oh, there's Steve-o. G'day, Steve. Morning. How's your weekend? Same old, same old. What'd you get up to? Not much. Are you okay, mate? Looking out for one another is something we all need to do. So if a mate's struggling, Ask, are you okay? Listen, encourage action, and check in again soon. Those four steps could change their life. Find out more at ruok.org.au. Here's New South Wales origin coach Brad Fittler for RAD. Get behind the wheel after you've been drinking, and you're putting a lot of innocent lives at risk, especially your friends in the car who've trusted you to get them home. And knowing local roads and back streets doesn't make them any safer. So before you drink, plan ahead. Share a taxi, catch public transport, or arrange a designated driver who won't drink. The life you save might be your own. Rad, R-A-D-D.org.au. You can escape the rat race to enjoy a leisurely break at Mudgee's Winning Post Motor Inn. As a special bonus, when you make a reservation at Winning Post Motor Inn, mention you heard about it here, and you'll receive a complimentary bottle of local Charnwood Estate wine to take home with you. To find out more or to make a reservation, you go to winningpostmotorin.com.au or you can call Mudgee's Winning Post Motor Inn for a booking on 63 72 33 
33. A practical, inexpensive Mother's Day gift idea is Stiff, Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. If you, your mum or someone else you know, suffers from arthritis and other aches and pains, Stiff, Sore and Sorry is the gift that keeps on giving. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. To find the location of your nearest Stiff, Sore and Sorry stockist, go to the website loveoilcollection.com. Whether you dream of winning a Commonwealth Games gold medal or three, like the Australian Jackaroos, or you're just searching for your next social competitive sport that could make you a local legend, the skills you've honed over a lifetime of playing sport will make you a legend on the bowls green. And that green is just up the road. Bowls, local legends wanted. Find a club near you. Visit bowls.com.au and click on Find a Club. Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian ride registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? 2SM has Sydney talking. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 14 minutes away from five offshore today. Not looking too bad. South. Uh, in fact, we've just got an update, so let's give you the latest. Southwesterly, 10 to 15 knots, turning southeasterly 15 to 20 knots in the middle of the day. Below 0.5 of a metre for the seas. Partly cloudy, 90% chance of rain. Bobby Dean, I've got to tell you, one of the greatest things about not have good morning to you first of all how are you i'm very good what i'm fantastic and i'll tell you why the best thing about not having kieran in the studio is i get two hash browns every morning instead of one yeah that's fair enough (laughs) sorry kieran i worry i'm on my second sitting here with a cup of black coffee no sugar oh did make did have a Toast and veggie, oh, oh, poor baby. I tell you what, Bobby, tell us how fishing's been while I go grab my violin for Kieran. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I was chatting to a mate of mine, Nick, down the coast, yesterday off Shell Harbour, and they went out. And they were fishing a 45, 50 metre mark, just drifting from Dongan. Again, a few pan size snapper, you know, 35 to 40s. Nice moeys in that one to two kilo range. It wasn't impressive. He got a hooked a nice pig fish and a shark bit of now. But um, my nephew is actually down there at the moment. He fished Bombo yesterday and he found a current screaming from south to north. He said it was, you know, very difficult to fish and unproductive. Um, he was going to chase a squid last night and he was going to move up further up around Wollongong or a bit further north. Try one of the beaches up there. That'll be interesting, does not he? But otherwise, on the fresh water. Right? fish call all the way up to Stanwell Park, especially down the bottom there, Stanwell Park, just out from the uh, that hotel. If yep. you're in a boat, there's a couple of good deep holes out there. Yeah, well, Stanwell Park Beach is a very, very productive beach, but, you know, it's um, very crowded at times. 
So, yeah, they take a lot of mull away off it. But, yeah, a lot of those features just further south lately, they've been catching a lot of mull away too. So it's just been one of those seasons for mull away. You know, there's a lot of small fish in the Georgia system. Yeah. Um, it's a matter of, you know, where they are. I remember you were saying earlier about Michael Adamer mentioning the small white bait moving up into the harbour. Well, normally in the Georgia system, they generally start going up about mid-June when the Mulloway and Brim following them up. But, um, no, there's, there's plenty of fish around. Like, you look at still out west, you know, with go over on Bathurst area, um, plenty of trout in the streams and the lakes. My nephew fished last week at Wallace, but he didn't do any good. But when I looked at the barometric pressure, that low pressure that was the cyclone had come across extremely fast, and the barometric was down almost to a thousand millibars. So, and then the next day it was up to a thousand and twenty. Yeah, Bob. But earlier, uh, Grant asked me the question about fish. You know, and understanding fish and catching fish and. Uh, like there's a lot that goes into it, apart from the tides, apart from the sun and the, and the cloudy, cloudy days, but then there's the rise and the fall of the barometric pressure. Yeah, but there's also your moon phases. Yeah. You know, rain. It as well. well a, a great uh, exponent of that was game. So, uh, you know, well, how you go do back 30 we... plus years. How do we look at that and, and summarise it and, and put it into into a form of context of where you can say, well, look, these are the rules and regulations for fishing of what you need to understand to be a fisherman. This is what the fish does. Yeah, well, it's only a, a general rule, like the weather and everything else. There is a fluctuation and a variation, but it gives you a general idea of what the pattern is. And you get that, you've got half half a thing you know, done. It's, um, you know, generally times of year, current water temperatures, moon phases, tide sizes. Well, we talk about the seasons that change for fishing. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, now like it's the best time across the board. Flathead season, or it's, now it's going to be the whiting. Well, wait a minute, then we're going to get the silver brim on the, we're going to get the brim that become nice and silvery on the beach. Yes, yes. And now you've got the mullet running up and down the beaches, which, you know. Yeah. Now, you know, like years ago, one of my exes, we used to go up the entrance, grab a kilo of prawns, a couple of mullet fillets, a couple of rods, go and chuck them out, sit back, eat prawns and have a couple of beers. There's nothing, you know, hard way to pass the time. And <laughs> most of the time you catch three, four brim, that's enough. And when you go fishing like that, if you don't catch a fish, it's still a good day out. Yeah, Exactly. You know, uh, um, fishing doesn't have to be, you know, hardcore. No. And still catch fish. You know, there's plenty of places you can go down in the body. You know, you got a southerly blowing, go over to Cornell side. You know, there's some great fish in there. You've got a great little cafe. Um, you know, kids can have a splash in the shallows. But, um, yeah, you know, then you got, you know, the other side of the bay, you know, on the western shore. And you, know, you walk along there flicking small plastics or chuck a worm or a prawn off there. You know, it's, and there's numerous places in the harbour, 
the like. Brisbane water, Barara waters. Cowan is not so easy. You've got uh, Apple Tree Bay and Bob and Head. Yeah, so that's a nice place, but uh, they charge you a monster for parking and entry. But, uh, you know, that's what I do. So, uh, yeah, and then you can come up to the central coast. You've got all the waterways up there. Oh, look. Yeah, you've got it uh, all the way up through Budgie Boy, the entrance, and Dooley and the like. Some great yeah. beaches and estuary systems up there. Yeah. The blackfish should be starting to move into the lakes now. You know, in the harbour, here in Sydney Harbour, plenty of wharf areas and the light shorelines. You can go and catch some blackfish. And off the wharfs, there's always jackets, 365 days of the year. A handful of prawn shells and eggs on this little hand line, little Pat Noster rig, size 10 long tank, bit of prawn, bit of squid. Um... And the thing is, you know, I'll bait you before you even know it if you don't know what you're doing. I found you just drop it down, give it five or ten seconds, and then slowly lift. And you just feel that extra resistance, and generally you'll hook. And being positive, you take along a, a bag of ice or two. Yeah. Now you have to, to keep the water nice and cold and to put the fish and keep you nice and fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, leather jackets and keeping nets don't work very well. They chop through anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, uh, you know, it's a great time of year. Like in the harbour, I used to go to pulpit. This time of year, I'd go down, I'd be down there already for a couple of hours and I'd fish off the point, depending on which part of the tide. Where I, if it was running out, I'd fish directly at the end. If it was running up, I'd move back up around the corner. There's a little bit of a bay. Um, this time of year, more often than not, you get a mulloway, whether it's legal or not, that's a different thing. Most of the fish you're hooking there are sort of 60 to 85. Um, and then fish for Ludwig in the morning and head off. You'd be gone by 10 o'clock. And with a massive feed along the way, which is what, what we'd like to see. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get three or four Ludwig and maybe you get a mile. I suppose the logical way of looking at it is is just think that you're you're a fish yourself. Where would you hide? Where would you sit and and wait for for food to come past? Would you sit out in the middle of a current and work your backside off, or would you just chill in? You know, something a little bit tucked away and with with a current flow right, basically on your nose. It'd be a, that's what you're sort of looking for, isn't it, Bobby? Yeah, generally fishing, you know, in the estuary systems tend to work along that edge of that drop off. Like you'll hear Laurie say, you know, you're fishing. The, the breakwaters, and you're fishing where that breakwater meets the sand, right along that edge. And it's just like a, a white line on the road, I suppose. Yeah. You know, um, that's the main highway. But on those species, brim, flatted, bulloway, often tailor, kings, you know, your bonito and stuff, and tailor at the times, are, they can be anywhere. But you, know, you make the time there's you know, some big fish underneath those tailors. Big pun? The, a lot of times you'll find there's some bigger fish underneath the tail line. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you might find some kingies sitting underneath the tail line. Yeah, 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 yeah. And other things, sharks and the like. Well, Bobby, you... And then, you and ha- then he's there as well. Bobby, you have yep. a great week, and we'll look forward to catching up with you next week. And uh, tight lines for you this week, buddy. I certainly will, mate. You take care, 
we'd like to have everybody out there for Anzac Day.